Well, hello, everyone. This is Jamie Oichel from RunningRestaurants.com, and you'll want to tune in to today's call because we're going to talk about a new service that can save you time and make you money. Joining me today is Brian Duncan, co-founder and partner at Chowley, a restaurant tech firm helping to streamline the online ordering space. Brian, welcome. How are you, man? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I, I want to talk to you because you guys exist in a space that didn't exist several years ago, so it's a relatively new concept. Give me an overview. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure we're all familiar with the uh, online ordering solutions. Uh, restaurant aggregators, as they're commonly called, we call them uh, twos, third-party online ordering solutions, such as uh, Grubhub, E24, Order Up, DoorDash. Uh, there's hundreds of these things now. Prior to us, us existing, every time one of these online orders was made, uh, it had to be manually entered into a point-of-sale system in a restaurant. So you would order, say, from Grubhub or Seamless in New York, and this rest, the restaurant would get a fax or have a tablet that would display the order or get an email. The restaurant owner, manager, or somebody in the restaurant would have to get that data and then type it into the point-of-sale system in order for that information to be transmitted into their restaurant operations and uh, begin the process of being made so it can be delivered. It may not seem like a big deal, but, you know, some restaurants in New York are doing 300 orders a day, so imagine having to type that over and over again. So what our software did was create a, uh, a bridge or a gateway, if you will, between those online ordering companies and a various number of point-of-sale systems so that now when the order comes in, it automatically input it into the point of sale system in the restaurant and then entered into the uh, restaurant's uh, typical uh, kitchen line or queue. Brian, I think, I think one of the things I, I, I hooked on most there was this bridge concept of being the in-between part. So, so you rattle off a whole bunch of services, and, and, and it really is. Every day I pull up a press release and I'm seeing another company offering online ordering. So there's a ton of action in that space. And you and you are and you named a few of them, but I've seen uh, you know Amazon's coming into the space and Uber and and all the players that were already there. Talk about that space for a second. Just what's going on with online online ordering? What are some of the big ones that people definitely need to make sure they pay attention to? What are you seeing there? Yeah, so you know we've definitely uh, been tracking the industry as well. Hence why we decided to get involved and create a solution. Uh, you know, about three years ago there was a little over a billion dollars invested into the online ordering space. In the first uh, quarter of 2015, there was over half a billion dollars invested. I think it ended up being around $3.6, $3.7 billion invested in 2015 alone. In uh, 2016, we're on pace to double that. So, you know, obviously following the money, this is where the, uh, the trends are going. People are looking to enjoy their favorite foods, their favorite ice creams, their favorite desserts the same way they always have, but now they just don't want to enjoy them in the restaurant. To the new, you know, young professional class, uh, 35, the, the working uh, traveler, this ability to be able to enjoy some of the uh, fine dining experiences in, in, the, in the comfortable settings of your own home is a must-have and, you know, continues to grow at leaps and bounds. I was going to ask you about that because what categories are you seeing kind of jump into the space? And I, and I think what you're going to say is probably all categories from fast food to fast casual to fine dining. It seems like a, a lot of restaurants are jumping in. Would you say that's that's pretty accurate? Yeah. So obviously you're going to have the uh, the your standard delivery favorites, your pizza, 
Chinese food, other ethnic foods that, you know, you had growing up as a kid. But now we're seeing everything from, you know, ice cream to even alcohol uh, from liquor stores. Uh, we're seeing fine dining restaurants, high-end Italian uh, eateries, all of which, you know, have finding a new way to gain revenue outside the four walls of their brick-and-mortar location. I think you hit on it too. The with the age group, people just have they're 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 working hard all day. They're playing hard, and sometimes they just want to eat uh, when they want to eat and how they want to eat. So, what what about from from a restaurant standpoint? They're getting um, contacted by a number of sign up uh, companies. Do you, what do you recommend? They participate in three networks, five networks, as many as they possibly can. What what, what do you kind of think about there? Well, I mean, I think from that standpoint, there's there's two different ways to look at it. One is with integration, one without integration. Uh, you know, unfortunately, right now, we can only integrate with a number of point-of-sell systems, uh, but those point-of-sell systems do cover 80% of the market. So there's a good chance you have one we work with. Uh, but the instance you don't, and you have to choose a couple of these online ordering companies, you want to do your research and understand who is delivering the most amount of uh, value in your area that all online ordering solutions are created equally. So Tom's delivery service in New York may not be the most popular in Chicago, even though they service both areas. So understand who's most popular in both areas. What's, what's, what's going to be the most important? That's going to bring you the most amount of value for what you're paying. You can only handle about two, maybe three online ordering services. Other than that, it's going to become too cumbersome with all the different faxes, or tablets you're managing. Uh, if you have integration, which we hope you do, <laughs> the best thing would be to set a maximum price point you're willing to share. So by share, I mean that each one of these uh, online ordering solutions usually charges the restaurant a percentage of every ticket that comes through. So up to 30%, even 35%, and they go as low as 8%. If you set a threshold and say, okay, I won't pay more than 20%, can literally take every single online ordering system that comes through your door. You can look at them as taking your customers. These are customers you never would have had. So these new online ordering patrons who are loyal to Grubhub are loyal to Grubhub, loyal to Uber Eats, loyal to Amazon, and they're going to order from them. So you're going to get customers you never would have had because there's different platforms appeal to a different demographic. It's true, yeah. If someone someone has a preference in how they order, let's say, yeah, you said Grubhub or, or, or Uber, and then if you're saying, hey, I'm only going to sign up with uh, with this this one over here, you're going to miss out on all those business opportunities. So it's very interesting. So if you have integration, yeah, why why not be agnostic and and sign up with a bunch of folks and let the orders come in uh, as as they are. One thing one thing you hit on, just I want to go back to real quickly um, was the was the POS side. You talked about probably covering eighty percent of the market with your your integrations, and and if they don't have it, you know, maybe there's some, there's some other options there. What happens what happens technically when the order comes in? I mean, is it, is it as simple as a, an order hits the POS system and they process it? I mean, is it is it that is it that easy? I mean, it's literally that simple. You won't even know what's happening. When an order comes in through uh, a Chowley integration, it's going to just print in the kitchen. You could be taking an order from a customer right in front of you on your counter, and our order could work on the back end and print through in the kitchen. It's going to open up uh, the appropriate uh, to GL code. It's going to uh, apply appropriate tenders to each one. It's going to uh, close itself out, and it's going to print uh, appropriately at your make stations in the kitchen or to a KDS screen. So there's really nothing you need to do. It's completely seamless, for lack of a pun, and uh, is not going to in any way uh, slow down your current operations. 
gonna look and feel as if you didn't even know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's cool. Like I said, yeah, I started off in the beginning. Of that. I mean, this 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 space didn't exist before, so it's kind of an an interesting thing taking the online ordering space and streamlining and so forth. How do you guys price it? What I mean, the people want to know what's this going to cost you? What's what's the framework that you use there? Yep. So we have a one-time setup fee around one hundred and fifty dollars per location. Uh, we have to charge that because there's a lot of work that goes into uh, making these two softwares talk. And then there's, then there's a per transaction fee. Uh, that we charge if there's 35 cents per transaction. Uh, it could go lower, it could go a little bit higher, but that depends on volume. But on average, most customers pay 35 cents per transaction. So whether the bill is $100, whether the bill is $20, whether the bill is $1,000, it's still just 35 cents. Uh, we like to price it so that we try and be, you know, 1% or less than the average bill. Right. Okay, so 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 very. Uh, you talking about a, a setup fee that's very nominal and 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 a fee that's based on usage. So I think that that sounds pretty good. It, I, again, I think that's interesting the way you're streamlining this part of the business. You know, I, we we were remiss in not hitting this earlier. What's the best way to find you guys on the web, uh, social media? Where are you guys? Yeah, we're everywhere. So feel free to look for us at uh, com. Also, you can find us at Chowley Inc on Facebook or Charlie underscore Inc. on uh, Twitter. And we're also on LinkedIn as well as a business under Charlie Inc. So anyway you want to reach us, feel free to find us. Uh, email us at info at charlieinc.com. We'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Awesome. All right, Brian, thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on. Good. Very cool. All right, make sure you check out Charlie online. Uh, this has been Jamie Oikel with runningrestaurants.com along with Brian Duncan from Charlie. Thank you for listening, and all the best to your restaurant business.